0: This is episode 23 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host of speaking, Victoria. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. I hope you have enjoyed last week's episode, and as promised, I have a really interesting new episode ready for you this week. Sean, our guest for today, will share a story of how he got the chance to change his life after being in prison for a few years, and how that had a major impact on his mindset. Let's get ready for Sean's story. Hi, Sean. Welcome to Give Me a Chance. How is everything going?
1: Oh, everything's going good. Um, as usual, busy, 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 as always. But things are going, they're looking up, especially now that, um, you know, the warmer season is coming around. So the moving businesses will start to pick up a bunch more. But things are looking really good so far over on this end.
0: You see, yes. you have a moving business, right? But you own <laughs> a lot of businesses too, I learned, right? correct. (laughs) What what kind of businesses are they?
1: Okay. So, um, I co-own two moving companies. Um, I also am the owner of a media production company, Well, mostly, the producing music, but also, so, um, I like to, in my free time, do spoken word poetry. So, um, those are my, um, my creative team. We like to make videos with those, with those poems and create, um, beautiful content out of that so that's mostly what the media production company is going to be um and then i'm also in the process of getting my clothing line um ironborn apparel 21 like jumped off the ground
0: did you always grow up in an environment where in entrepreneurship was so um facilitated
1: no actually so um Slightly, but not so much, really. Um, really, I grew up in a, in, a, in a rough environment. So I grew up um, in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, and growing up, like my house environment was kind of tumultuous a little bit. Um, and so in that process um, of, you know, not having my father around and my mom working so much to support us, um, in that process, you know, I turned towards looking um, to the streets for that type of love and affection and that guidance that I wanted to, and ended up getting involved, you know, and and with some with a group of people who weren't at, at essentially, so to say, good for my well-being. Growing up, no, the entrepreneur mindset and the fostering was not um, it was not it, it, it was not very well um, fostered, so to say.
0: Um, we got in contact about the fact that. Um, You have a pretty cool story or a really inspiring Mm -hmm. story, to better say it, Mm -hmm. about how you got the chance to change your life. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's one of those stories that you don't hear very often, but they are extremely striking. So, Sean, would you like to share it with us?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, going back to what we were talking about before. So those same group of guys, you know, that um, I was involved with when I were younger. I was actually like 18 or 19. So I was pretty much like a late teen. Um, I got into some trouble. Uh, mm-hmm. got into some fight and got into some violent trouble where it actually ended up costing me um six years six and a half or six and a half years of my life so i had to do five years with 85 percent of that had to do behind the wall before i was eligible for parole and pretty much what behind the wall wall means is just that i had to do 85 percent of my uh, my six years before i was eligible for parole now going before it going into that process, you know, I, I kind of always had this this sense of you know destined for greatness, so to say. Um, and so, going into that, I knew that I there I wanted to make my life better because up until that point, I, I, I felt like spiritually dead. I, I, I felt physically dead. Um, I felt like my life was at a standstill, and I wasn't. And I was pretty much heading nowhere fast. Um, to be honest, I thought at one point I was, I was, I was actually going to die from the way that I was living so recklessly.
0: What kind of life were you leading before? Indeed, the moment you you got imprisoned later on, what was your life like?
1: So I was, I was living on the street. I was living on the streets. I was in and out of you know different friends' home, who wanted to take you know take care of me because I was out on my own since the age of fourteen.
0: Hmm. Um,
1: so I was different friends and their parent and their moms took me and, you know, sheltered me, um, me, made sure I stayed in school and things like that. But I was bouncing from home to home consistently. So essentially I was living in the streets, a young boy, raising myself. Um, and I was into drugs heavy. Um, um, I was into gangs and gang violence. Um, I was into a lot of things that essentially were, um, heading me down the path eventually that I went to take. And so when I finally did end up, you know, having to be put into that situation where it was like where I was forced to sit down and reevaluate my life. When I was finally placed in that position, I knew that I didn't want to go back to where I had just come from. Mm -hmm. So going into prison before my sentence even started, well before I was even sentenced, I knew that I was going to make that time, you know, worth it. I was not going to come back. I was not going to go back to the life that um, I had was living previously, and so that's essentially what I did.
0: Uh, what mm-hmm. kind of actions did you take, uh, concretely, to improve?
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, as I was as as I have previously mentioned, um, going into it, I knew that I had to. I first needed to work on myself, and what that required was getting my getting myself the right, getting myself mentally right, um, physically right. You know, s- Those ment- mentally, spiritually, and emotionally right. Yep. Um, I needed to find that spiritual grounding that would take me from being self, from being selfish to being selfless. And what I mean by selfish is that you know, growing up at a young age, you, that you, I, I had that mentality of I needed to make sure I was okay. The the, the as an individual, make sure I was okay. Make sure I had food on my back. Make sure I ate. Um, whereas I needed that spiritual connect me connection to take me from me, 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 me to, okay, m- me and the group, like how do, does my individual contributions better the group? And so having that spiritual connection allowed me to do that. Now, emotionally, because I was running around angry, there was a lot of shame in my life, a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment. Um, and so these are all these emotions and, 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 and just pent up unresolved feelings of, you know, my childhood and everything like that had to be resolved. And in order for that to be resolved, I had to do the emotional work that was needed and necessary for me to come out on the end, a better person. Um, And then I also had to do the mental work. So there were a lot of negative thought patterns, a lot of um, bad schemas that I was working from, experiences that I was working from that were coloring my perception and how I viewed the world. And in order for me to step forward into you know this new being and this new person who I am and be able to accept the world for what it is and not through the lens of what I thought it was as a child and as a teen, I needed to do the mental work needed to be able to come forward and, and, and knock that out. So The first step was figuring out and and understanding and accepting the fact that these areas of my life I needed to work on. Once I figured that out, everything else was pretty much a smooth sailing because from there I knew, okay, now... What are my so I had two major goals going into it. I knew one, I wanted to get back home to my family without any infractions, and two, I wanted to go get get, um, I wanted to finish college. I wanted to go into college. So going into it, my first thing was I went to school for graphic design for a little bit because I was new in the building. and so I just had to do something of, I wanted to do something constructive to fill my time until, you know, a spot opened up for um for college, for me to go to college. And then once it did, I was automatically, I, I automatically enrolled in college and I was going into college from, you know, I was going into co- college in, in this in the system. Um, the next thing I did was become the teacher's aide. So, and becoming a teacher's aide, that did a number of things. That one allowed me to fill my time with something constructive, but two also at, be able to help me give back by helping, you know, the other the younger men inside the prison help get their GED and things like that. You know, I started a little um, negotiating group. So, some of the guys in, in there that, you know, I was really close with, and that we had similar goals and things like that. So, we we did this group started this group where we worked on developing skills that could be useful for us once once released
0: was there a person that was really guiding you through this whole process
1: um i, I wouldn't say a person as, as, as i mean the person that was guiding me through it was me and my motivation however i think what was helping me along was, you know, it, it was more spiritual than it was um, physical. I knew I needed to do get it done for me and I knew I needed to get it done for my family. Most importantly, me, because I know that once I got it done for me as a corollary effect, you know, it would happen for everybody around me.
0: Yeah, because you made a major change in your life. You were on a different mindset. What happened the mm-hmm. moment that you were were free in a way? What was your life like?
1: Um. So... So so in in the prison that I was at, which was Garden State Youth Correctional Facility in New Jersey, um, um, we we had something called, so it's called the Mountain View Program. Essentially what the Mountain View Program is, is a program that it follows prospective um, men and women throughout their prison, um, um, you know, stays, and allows them to be able to enroll into um, Rutgers University, being a ta was uh, was what allowed me was what aligned me on that path because mind you i didn't know about i going in coming into the into the system i didn't know about the program i had no idea about the program what happened was so the teacher who i was a teacher's aide for Mm -hmm. um he also ran a public speaking um Program for like free time for people um, along with a stock market program. And I was involved and I was in both of those classes. He saw how well I went through the public speaking program. Um, I, I was there for, I went all the way from, I think it was the treasurer all the way up until the president. I left as the president of the program when I left the um, the prison. So it was called Toastmasters International, actually. And I appreciate Toastmasters International for that, because um, that's actually how I developed my public speaking skills. Um, But it was through him that I found out about the program. And so when he saw the transition from when I was first became his teacher's aide until the time that I was leaving, um, I was his student because at the time. They, I think they do things a little differently now, but at the time you had to be recommended into the program. All right. So someone someone from the s- prison had to recommend you to the program. And at that time he saw the potential in me. He saw the growth, he saw the change. And so he was able to say, hey, listen, I see this in you. Would you be willing, would you want to, you know, go the Rutgers program? And I was like, wait, what? A Rutgers program? Like, what are you talking about? Um, and mind you, going in, I knew I wanted to, I wanted to complete college. I just didn't know how, how I was gonna do it. I figured I'd get my associates while in prison, come home and then do something different. So it was just like a big wide eye opener and I was like so elated. Like I I stepped on the campus and I was like, like oh. it was so many emotions going on at one time because I was like happy and nervous, excited at the same time. And it it was, it was, it was, it was it was a whole big thing, but it was just like a breath of fresh air because it was like, dang, I really did this, you know, I made that like I made this happen.
0: The fact that you went to university later on, and and you've been through this whole path, where does the future lead you to?
1: Um. So the future leads me to continuing to help others. Like and and, and so my thing is my thing is you don't have to have had gone to prison. Um. You don't have to even have to had a hard life. You may even just be going through something, or may not even know who you are you know, as a person or, or, or even the direction that you wanna go with your life. It's my job to help you discover who you are. So whether that's as your boss, whether that's as an inspiration, whether that's as a counselor, an advisor, a mentor, it doesn't matter my job or just somebody who you look up to you know butterflies are, are are my symbol you know that's my spirit animal because one i feel like butterflies are god are, are you know are god's way of showing that we can all have a chance at a second life but it's also symbolic for my personal you know experience and journey because before prison i f- i was that caterpillar falling on my belly trying to get by you know i went into prison went into this cocoon into this cocoon into this transfer transforming incubus to come out what this but this beautiful butterfly that i am so um that that's my job it's my job to help people go through that cocoon and emerge that beautiful butterfly that they
0: are and indeed if we reflect <laughs> on the things you've learned and what you can give back to people um what would you say to yourself a few years ago if you were a mentor to a young sean
1: so, knowing knowing what I know now, unless a person wants to change and make that leap forward, it's not going to change. You know, uh, so I think my advice right now for anybody, um, especially youth, is that figure out who you are, you know. And it's so easy to say figure out who you are. But what I mean by figure out who you are is find out what you value because in understanding what you value, that's going to help you determine what to put in your life, how to create your atmosphere, how to create your space. There, there were seven principles that I learned while being locked up that when I utilized and applied afterward, they it, they are what helped me be successful. And that first principle is mindset, right? So you have to have that mindset. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to... And part of that and part of having the right mindset means that, you know, you uh, you create the environment or the atmosphere necessary um, that's conducive for your growth. Part of having the right mindset. As an extension, you have to create the right environment that's both physically in your surroundings, but that's also mentally um, because everything else is an extension of that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for your no story. No problem,
1: no problem. You were
0: an inspiration. Thank
1: you for having me. It was, a, it was an honor. It was a pleasure.
0: This was Sean's story. Sean got incarcerated for a few years after becoming part of a youth criminal gang. But being in prison became for him the possibility to change his life, as he got the chance to work hard on his mindset, his spirituality and practical skills to become a whole different person the moment he got free again. Sean is an entrepreneur, a coach, and a mentor, helping others to improve their lives thanks to his skills and his experience. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life, or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel. And see you next time. Give me a chance, on your screen, and in your ears.